0: Hello everybody, you're listening to Who Run The Time, a spin-off of Who Run The World.
1: Can we stop calling it a spin-off? It's a mini-series.
0: It's not a mini-series. A mini-series has a day-to-day ending.
1: But is it a spin-off? It's not a mini! Call it a maxi-series. I just don't like spin-off because spin-off sometimes is like a completely different show. And-
0: well, it is kind of a completely different show. I don't understand what the problem is.
1: Try and call it a spin off, whatever. I just don't like that expression. That's,
0: Moving on. that's between you and yourself. I'm, I'm going to start from the beginning. Hi, everybody. This is Rhea, and I'm here on Zoom with my co host with the most, Marilyn, who reluctantly accepted to turn on her camera to record this podcast so I can see her lovely face. And you're listening to Who Run the Time, a spin off of who run the world and we started who run the time during lockdown where we wanted to share with you all the different things we did to run the time during lockdown but lo and behold post-lockdown time went on and we still <laughs> wanted to tell you what we were doing with our time hey everybody hey Luli how you doing today
1: hey Razie good i suppose we should tell everybody that the reason we are recording on zoom is not because one of us is COVID positive which we will talk about because we're both getting vaccinated and we have a special episode about that but we are doing this because i'm too lazy to actually get in the car and come over to you even though we live in the same city because it's been a long day and so we are recording this from our favorite lazy spots
0: you are on your couch, and I am in my bed. Woo! So this episode is kind of a follow-up, if you will, to our five languages of love. And nay, we shall not speak more about love languages. Nininu. Nee, nee, nee. It's the five <laughs> Lebanese love languages. So this is going to be a very great episode for all you Lebanese people out there to identify your Lebanese long love language, and for all you people who are either... <laughs> dating a lebanese person married to a lebanese person are friends with a lebanese person are the children of a lebanese person children of lebanese person or are just around lebanese people and kind of are perplexed by their actions this is the (laughs) episode for you because we kind of break down how we as a people express our love and all the very wonderful and fucked up ways might i add (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so as two people who are raised by Lebanese people who are friends with Lebanese people, we you know a little bit about it. Yes. And we hope they are in effect love languages and not, not love languages. Cause if they're not love languages, then we might have to rethink some things.
1: Yes. A few years of therapy might help in the meantime, if you did want to listen to the classic love languages, we do have an episode about that. So scroll down in your episode feed and find it and listen to that first. Now, Rhea, What's the first thing that a Lebanese person tells you when they see you?
0: Either he nishane or he dafene, which means oh, you got fat or oh, you lost some weight or oh, you didn't lose that much weight this time or oh, you didn't gain that <laughs> much weight this time. So basically giving some sort of remark about your body.
1: First love language of Lebanese people is body shaming.
0: What a love language. What a love language.
1: It don't matter if you know the person, if you don't know them, if they're your aunt and you see her once a year, or if they're your mother and you see her every week. There is this need to comment on the way you look. Oftentimes it's about you've lost or gained weight. And sometimes it's like, oh, you look tired. Or sometimes they'll say, oh, muerde, which means you are pink as if you had blush, which generally is a kind way of saying you gained weight because now your cheeks are, you know, puffy and pink. And they just can't help themselves. And I find myself doing that, even with people who aren't Lebanese. I saw a friend of mine recently on Zoom and I hadn't seen him in a while. And I'm like, oh my God, you look like you've lost weight. Are you okay? And I'm like, Marilyn, what are you doing? This is not, not okay. But I can't help it.
0: I'll never comment if someone gained weight because that's like not my business. But then I thought, why do we need to comment when someone has also lost weight? And I like that you said, are you okay? Because we always assume that if someone's lost weight, it's a good thing. My parents often will comment on weight because they're Lebanese. <laughs> and uh, I asked my 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 mom, I'm like, why? She's like, it's because I love you. And because... which translated means i'm scared for you or she's concerned or whatever so that's a way that she expresses her love is by being concerned for the way i look
1: and then love language number two right what do Lebanese people do just after they have body shamed you about your fluctuation of weight what do they
0: offer you listen we love a good oxymoron so they feed you to death They will express (laughs) their love through food. Let me paint you a picture. You've just been told that you've gained weight, but then they will fill your plate with a mountain of food. It's like Mount Everest on your plate.
1: And then they will get upset if you don't finish everything they've put in your food. And take food with you home. And take some food home with you. That's very true. It is truly a love language, though. We do express how much we love somebody by how much we remember their favorite dishes or how much we remember that particular spice that they don't like and also by how much food we prepare for them when they are our guests. Like it is definitely a love language. It's kind of hilarious that it happens just after the body shaming, but it is something that the Lebanese are well known for. And they do this with people they love. They also do this with strangers, like that level of hospitality. Of course, these days, it's a bit more complex with the price of food in Lebanon. So I'm not sure. And also COVID doesn't help. I'm pretty sure that after this uh, dark age of our history is over, people will come back to being that way. And it's definitely like a big one for me. And I think I started, you know, my food blog, Permanent Hunger, because If you go back and read my first post, actually on the blog, I write about the fact that in my family, we express love in the amount of food that we prepare for you. And my grandfather used to always have like the door of the house in the village open and people would just walk in and get fed and leave like friends, you know, or neighbors. My mother, I always joke about her that she could feed an anorexic because she's just so insistent. And even if she's been on a plane all day and she flew over the Atlantic, she'll get to my brother's house in Montreal and the first thing she'll do is make tabbouleh.
0: Well, she asked us when she got here, what do you guys want me to prepare for you? And that's like her way of expressing love. Also, I would like to add another subcategory of the food love language. It's also... Express through giving bites of from your plate to the mm. people you love. I mean, that always happens in my family. Like if we're at a restaurant and each person has ordered their own plate, just automatically they'll have the first bite and then they'll just go. There's like five of us and then it'll go around. Have you tried my plate? Have you tried? So everyone tastes from each other's plates. That love and sharing also what's in front of you and kind of yeah. giving from your plate to others is another way to also express love through food.
1: You're also making me think of the litme, the bite. You know, Lebanese people eat a lot of their food with pizza bread. And so we'll like put together that special bite. If it's lebne, we'll be like lebne with an olive and a tiny piece of tomato and one mint leaf on top and a sprinkle of zakar, and then we'll give it to you. You have to eat it. And it's usually too big to fit in your mouth, but you still have to shove it in. And that's another kind of, you know, subcategory of the food as love language. I love it. So, Rhea, before we move on to love language number three, what is your favorite food as love language dish?
0: Ooh, good question. It's always what I ask for my birthday meal from my mother. And every year I always ask for the same meal, which is a very non-Lebanese meal, but still love it, which is turkey with tabbouleh and potatoes and grilled vegetables. I love it. Tabbouleh is always a go-to love language meal. Or... Mujaddara.
1: Ooh, love me a good Mujaddara. So, like, my love language meal is the meal that I ask for when I come back from a trip. It's very similar to yours. It's tabule, fries, fasolia arida, so like white broad beans made in a salad with lots of garlic and kibbeh because my mother's kibbeh is killer. It's the best. So, what is love language number three,
0: perchance? This is a specialty of Lebanese mothers, I will have to say. (laughs) So for all you people who have a Lebanese mother or mother-in-law, you know you are loved when they guilt the shit out of you. i use my mother as an example. I love you, mama. But still, you do it so perfectly. You're so dramatic. (laughs) (laughs) So basically, let's say I've spoken to my mother. It's Wednesday and I've spoken to my mother. Let's say Thursday... Didn't talk to her because you know, shit happens. And then Friday rolls around and I don't talk to her till Friday night. Ah, we spend a good first five minutes in a shoe. You don't call, you don't love me. What have I done? (laughs) Everything I've given to you, you've not given to me. And it's like just this thing where you're like, shit, when's the last time I called you? And you look to your log and you just saw it's been 20 nine hours hours. not even I wish it was (laughs) so that's um an example of guilting but it's because that's her way of saying I miss you
1: yeah this this guilting love language is like instead of telling you something you know positive and reinforcing they tell you something really terrible but it's meant to be that they miss you like my mom does Something different, but on the lines of that phone call. Let's say I didn't call her for a couple of days, and then I do, and then she's like, You know, mom, I was so worried about you. I'm like, Why? And then it's like, Oh, because you haven't called in a couple of days. I'm like, Well, why didn't you call me? She'd be like, Oh, I didn't want to bother you. (gasps) Ooh, that's worse. Wait wait a minute. Oh, yeah. She's like, Oh, but you know, you're so busy. I didn't want to bother you. I thought you would call when you have a moment. (laughs)
0: <laughs> it's like, well then why are you upset? Oh, oh
1: yeah, yeah. Please, mom.
0: but we love them and they love us and they would we kill do for us. Them. Another guilting
1: thing, they won't eat something because they think you might want it. I'm old enough now that my mom and I have established which side of the bread we like. But let's say that we have a guest that comes and I like the brown side and mom likes the white side. She will give away the side that she likes or Let's say there's like one more, I don't know, kusa, whatever. And she doesn't like kusa. But suppose she did, she will not eat it. And then you'll be like, okay, I'm going to throw the kusa. And then she'll be like, oh, but I didn't eat it because I thought you might want it. And you're like,
0: eat whatever the hell you want. (laughs) But no. (laughs) So I have a story as well that also pertains to food. My brother, great guy, doesn't know how to order at a restaurant to save his life. My mother is a great orderer. My mom always is like on point, reads the menu, studies it, knows what to order. So the number of times we're at a restaurant and then my brother receives his plate, you can see how disappointed he is in his order. And my mom sees that. And so she ends up trading her plate with him. She has the less coveted meal. The meal she didn't order. And then my brother gets the wonderful meal that my mom ordered. We enjoy our meal. We have lunch. We finish and then she's like, man, I would have loved to have some of that sandwich. Or I would have loved to have... <laughs> so she'll comment about the switch. And it happens every time without fail. And I tell him, like, why don't you just eat your meal? Like, he is a grown man. He can live with the consequences of his actions. Which also brings us to another love language that's kind of connected. Their love for boys? No. <laughs> Alla, moms and their sons is another... That's a whole other other episode. We can invite all of our brothers and we can ask them all (laughs) the questions, but that is neither here nor is it there. I know, I love how this has turned into an episode about our mothers, but (laughs) this is what um, a lot of Lebanese women try to pass on to each other, and that's the self sacrificing.
1: Oh, that's an incredible one. It's not doing or eating or whatever, something you would like. Because you anticipate that perhaps, maybe, the other person might prefer that you don't. Without ever checking, by the way.
0: Ever. And one of the funniest examples or or way that I like to symbolize this. So, you know, normally when you have a lot of people over for dinner, there's always like the extra chair, which is normally a stool that you add. So that Mm -hmm. because you have that one extra person. (laughs) The Lebanese people, the Lebanese woman will fight over that shitty, shitty chair so that no one else has back pain or is suffers from it. Oh, so true. You and I fought over the stool at dinner Yesterday. three days ago. Lebanese peeps love the self-sacrifice. Yes,
1: they adore that. It's incredible. To the point where it's like 20 years later and then they'll be like, ah, oh, Anna, my whole life. I didn't eat the side of the bread that I like because I thought you preferred it. And you're like, you didn't ask. <laughs> and by the way, I didn't prefer it. Or like, I don't know, they will... Decide to go to work in a taxi so that they can leave the car for you just in case you need it without checking whether you need it or not. You might not use it. You might stay in bed all day, but the car is available.
0: Or if your car is broken down, they will come get the key from your room while you're sleeping to go and fix it. Love you, dad. Give you their favorite shirt. I don't ever compliment my mother on any piece of clothing because she will give it to me give you their last bite. You do that.
1: I, and it's a huge sacrifice. For I them. know. Like, I, I really love you if I give you my last
0: bite, you know?
1: Andrea, this brings us to our last, but not least, love language. Number five.
0: Teasing! We
1: do our fair share of that. You can go back to all the history of our podcast and you will have plenty of proof that this is our love language. In fact, the more we love somebody the more we're assholes to them.
0: Mm, that's true, by the way.
1: Right? And sometimes they're very mean jokes, right? Like sometimes it's
0: hurtful. But this is how we express love. Tell them about, about our cross the line game.
1: Rhea and I have a game where we, we're constantly teasing each other. And sometimes we say something that we know is a little bit more than what we should. And we're trying to see if we cross the line with that one we're trying to see if we're really going to get upset at each other or not and so we say something and then i'm like did i cross the line and she'll be like no i'm like great we can keep playing we haven't crossed the line yet but we've come very very close
0: we've both been like you're very close to the line so you better (laughs) so this is the (laughs) point where you need to retract and you need to retract real quick I mean, yeah, Lebanese people are constantly teasing each other, poking fun of at each other. I have a question for you. Shoot. Sure. In the classic love language, we kind of ranked. Say your ranking for yourself, and then I will comment on whether I agree or not. All right. So I think my top two are teasing and food. Mm-hmm. I agree. That's what
1: I would have teasing given and you. feeding. I don't think I do much body shaming. Like, we can put that at the bottom. In fact, I'm very, like, body positive with everybody. I do self-sacrifice, but I've learned to draw the line. So I think that would probably be my second lowest. And
0: what's the fifth one
1: that I missed?
0: Guilting. You don't guilt.
1: If I do, I really do it jokingly. Like, I never do it seriously.
0: What you'll say is, you'll say, for example, Oh, Shu, where have you been for X amount of time? But then you'll, like, acknowledge...
1: Yeah, I don't leave it at that. And then I'll be like, oh, it's just I missed you. Or if I do guilt someone, it'll be so obvious. Like it's not a covert one like Lebanese moms. It's more
0: of a confrontation, Um, not a guilting.
1: Exactly. So I do think that food and teasing are the highest for me. Cool. What are your two highest? Self-sacrifice for sure. Self-sacrifice
0: for sure. Teasing and food. Uh, I, I don't agree with food because you don't make it. No, I don't. Exactly. That's why I put it as third. Fair. I won't make food, but i like, order food. I'll send people coffee. That's true. Like, I'll know what your favorite snack is, and I'll kind of will get you your favorite snack. And definitely guilting and body shaming are not in your languages. I don't think I've ever really guilted anyone. Like, I don't think I've Mm-mm. done that before. And body shaming, of course, like, I would never, never, ever do that. So I just, I don't like those ones. So so we're trying to reduce the five Lebanese languages to down to three. <laughs> also you definitely tease more than i do
1: for yes and sure. i and i
0: and i get closer to the line oh definitely i don't know how to get close to the line like it's difficult for me to get close to the line you have sometimes sometimes so. but not in the frequency that you have because you're good you're really good at it
1: on this note Raisley, we would like to invite our listeners to submit some of their own lebanese love languages i'm sure we've missed a couple Maybe with a funny story here and there. If you don't follow us, please follow us on Instagram at Who Run the World Pod, or send us one of these stories on Say Hi at Whoruntheworldpodcast dot com. We hope uh, that you uh, laughed as hard as we did and missed your moms as much as we did while recording this episode. If you happen to be of Lebanese descent, we'll, we'll probably give our moms a really big hug next time we see them. This whole episode was a teasing love language to our mother you know the entire episode is meta
0: <laughs> that's the per- uh, the most perfect description if i've ever heard one
1: oh well thank you Razy. it's such a joy to be able to reminisce about these uh, love languages with you and uh, you know know that that i'm not alone in the world and uh, that uh you know your your lebanese family is just as insane as mine
0: all of them are they all and also by the <laughs> way it's not only the families the lebanese friends
1: they all also share these love languages. So, on this lovely note, Rhea, um, Ye, you've lost weight, and then, what would you like to eat? And then, why didn't you talk to me all day? And then, oh, but you know, I know you're tired. Don't worry about it. Do you want me to cook for you? And then, you what's the one, the last one, the teasing one, this whole episode has been about that. And your whole life is about that because i tease you all fucking day long in
0: true self-sacrificing form i will allow you to have the last word of this podcast oh my god what shall the last word be i guess you don't really love me because you didn't self-sacrifice and give me the last word so see how i <laughs> guilted you see how i guilted you
1: and i will take your guilting and i will meet you with the i do love you oh Lulie. So cute. So cute. Signing us out.
0: Love you guys.